0: This episode is sponsored by Studio, makers of elegant earbuds and headphones featuring Swedish premium design.
1: Each pair of earbuds from Studio comes with a smart leather carrying case and offers studio quality sound. The anti-tangle cord and personalized in-ear sleeves makes for a great listening experience.
0: Studio earbuds and headphones are Bluetooth compatible and have an 8-hour battery life, so your music or podcast can go wherever you go without plugging in. And we have a pair of Studio Vasa Blah earbuds to give away to a listener. Just comment on the show notes for this episode, episode 52, to be entered to win.
1: So if you want all the anti tangleness, in earness, and great listeningness, leave a comment. And now on to the show.
0: You're listening to Matrimony. (laughs) I'm Kelsey.
1: And I'm Chris. This show is about managing your money.
0: Happily ever after. Hey, husband.
1: Buenos dias. Actually, buenos noches.
0: Nice. Nice correction. So we're back from a holiday break. Happy 2018, everyone. Mm -hmm. It is good to be back in the podcasting studio with you, Chris, (laughs) a.k.a our dining room table
1: right <laughs> after
0: bedtime. It transforms. In this episode, we are giving you all the details about how we run our annual financial summits, which we had in December. And then we're running through all of our 2017 numbers, what we spent, what we saved, where we did well, and not so well.
1: I know. It's our annual financial undressing.
0: That's right. so we will our next episode will be all about looking forward to how we're planning to manage our money in 2018 this will be all about how we run a financial summit and what our 2017 finances look like Ooh,
1: i know it's gonna be awesome
0: (laughs) okay let's start with a status update though you're tired is that your only status update no okay
1: i have to tell listeners two very important things one very bad thing and one very interesting thing okay So I have to tell the story from a couple weeks ago or a week ago, whenever it was, Uh, we were getting ready in the morning and um, I was at the kitchen sink and the boys were eating breakfast and you were getting ready and I had thrown on my sport coat. And so we're getting ready to go out the door, take the kids to school, go to work and all that stuff. And it was relatively dark in the kitchen and I noticed kind of something moving out of the corner of my eye. And I look over (laughs) and... I look down and I see the vague outline of a scorpion on my arm. Oh, And I made... On
0: your sleeve, like not on your skin, but on the coat.
1: So I'd throw it on the sport coat. I don't know how the scorpion made it to the sport coat because it was hanging up in my closet. It was? Yeah, I'm sorry. So I I don't know how that happened. But anyway, I made a noise roughly similar to the dad and Christmas story when the bumpus hounds go in and, and steal the, the turkey. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like, Changels! you know, like really loud and weird um, and knocked it off. And then it skittered away underneath our fridge. Uh, and you thought I had dropped something because that's usually what happens in the morning. Yeah,
0: like, I was in the bedroom getting ready and I just heard these loud exclamations. I didn't know what was going on.
1: Oh, <sighs> But I had the whole morning after just doing like, you know, shaking your arms, kind of like you feel something crawling yeah. under that whole thing. Ugh. That's um, horrible. So, yeah, I still have that feeling. That's the first time I've had a scorpion on my person. Ugh. And But thankfully, I didn't get stung. And I tracked him down later and his up and s- head come. Okay. <laughs> so that was a not so fun thing since we last talked. But uh, interesting thing, actually getting back to money, uh-huh. is this is kind of the year of crypto. <laughs> <laughs> and so we have been, or at least I have been getting into cryptocurrency a little bit. Uh-huh. And by mentioning this, I am not suggesting in any way that this is a rational or sound or useful <laughs> financial strategy for anyone, but it's fun. And so if you have some money you want to kind of play with a little bit, this is an interesting place to do it. What um, do you think
0: is fun about it?
1: What's fun about it, I think, it, well, I mean, firstly, that, you know, the market is such that it can blow up at any point of course it could you can
0: make lots of money very quickly yeah
1: and it, it could also just shockingly drop through the floor at any moment too um so that's that's really exciting plus it's just you know it's a technology that could just find some niche use and then be done or it's something that could be very transformative um i'm not one of the financial libertarian bitcoin types i'm i started reading about all this and was actually looking for a real business case and came upon one that I think has one, but it's still wildly risky. Mm-hmm. But it's something called Ripple. And so it's been making a lot of news because it sort of shot up the ranks in terms of mm-hmm. cryptocurrencies and mm-hmm. actually bought some. And it's funny because people know that, you know, we invest and we think about money a lot. And so people hit us up with questions. And then all of a sudden, I've been talking to two or three of our friends and relatives mm-hmm. about cryptocurrency. Actually, four or five now. Oh my gosh. Um, And of them three or four have bought in <laughs> and I'm not trying to convince anybody of this, but it is kind of fun and it's sort of interesting. We'll, we'll see where it goes, but yeah. um, it's not a piece of our strategy, but it is, will it will be something that I'll be paying a lot of attention to financially. And so year.
0: how much do you have invested? How much money have you put into this? Have we, I guess we put into this. <laughs> uh, it's,
1: it's a good question. I think about $1,500. Okay. So it's not insignificant. It's not insignificant, means, but right. I have more than doubled that money. Okay. So, uh, I mean, it's
0: still in the market for me, right you know you'll give me i'll get texts or we'll talk about it. I mean it's almost like a daily thing <laughs> <laughs> um, and for me, I mean that sounds cool and exciting for me, unless the money is in my bank account. Mm-hmm. I don't consider that we've made money yeah. just because it is so volatile it it could fall at any time, so I mean. I guess I, my excitement is just tempered by that fact because it is just so all over the place or just for me, stocks are a longer term investment mm-hmm. anyway. So yeah. it's like, okay, great. We've made profit. Well, tell me what we've made a year from now or yeah. something like yeah. that, you know? Yeah. That's, but the I'm right glad attitude. you're having fun with it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's the right attitude. I mean, it's, uh, we're essentially playing a very expensive game right now because it's, we mm. could totally lose all this money. Yeah. Um, but it, it does have, I think, some significant upside. So I'm I'm still looking at it as a real investment with just a lot more risk than we normally take on. Mm -hmm. But uh, Mr. Money Mustache wrote about cryptocurrencies recently on his blog and is totally down on them for absolutely valid reasons. There's Mm. this whole philosophical... I think this is the other interesting thing about it. There's Mm -hmm. this very deep philosophical Mm -hmm. thing happening Mm -hmm. about trust in big banks and what it means to create a currency that allows you to sort of, quote-unquote, free yourself from it Uh versus other cryptocurrencies like Ripple that banks would actually use. And so there's a real business case for it, like these sorts of things. So it's fun if you want to test your allegiances or your ethics or your sort of philosophy Hmm. about money Hmm. um, read about it a little bit and see what you think.
0: I'm still I think I have a we've talked to I I had already been hearing a bit about Bitcoin just you know it's starting to be in the news more and more of the past couple of years and then you've been talking about cryptocurrencies more so I I feel like I have kind of a base level understanding but it gets real confusing really fast.
1: Yeah so (laughs) there are what did our what did my brother-in-law say there's like 1800 cryptocurrencies oh now gosh. out there so you know the, the market is being flooded with all these baloney right. things and um
0: things that won't stick around or, yeah
1: for sure but i guess that's what happens with any new market of yeah. course it could not be a market at all it could just go away but mm-hmm. um but it seems like it's it's getting some traction so
0: interesting we'll Be interesting to see where it all is a year from now or five years from now mm-hmm, mm-hmm. uh My status update, I think, is that I am just very much enjoying being in a new year. It feels like just a fresh blank slate. And this year, one thing that I really liked, I don't know if I want to do this every year, but we took down all the Christmas decorations a little bit earlier this Mm -hmm. year. I think we were just, maybe we just had the energy, we were home. I don't know. It just kind of felt like we were just ready some usually I like to kind of linger in Christmas and have it stay up maybe yeah, through New Year's. Yeah. And this year it just seemed like both of us were kind of ready to put it, get put away and stuff. And yeah,
1: I, th- I think it was opportunistic. I think we had like the time and maybe the ability. So. <laughs> and the kids were not freaking right. out at the moment. And just
0: maybe knowing that we wouldn't get the next opportunity and that would then be another week later. But, but it
1: did feel efficient and it yeah. was nice to kind of get it done all. We got it done like one afternoon basically. And we
0: got it done before we had a really great New Year's Eve party with just neighbors, and Mm -hmm. that was so fun. And so it it felt really good to have it all put away by then and just have our New Year's Eve party and then going into the new year with everything put away, the house tidy. It just – and once you take down the Christmas decorations, everything feels a bit stark, and I just have really been enjoying that. Mm -hmm. And I'm enjoying being in the new year. I'm glad to put 2017 behind us just for the year that it was – I just feel like the world weighed on me, just yeah. the world outside of our little nuclear family and bubble. Mm-hmm. And even some things about last year were kind of stressful in the fall with just feeling so busy with your job yeah. getting so yeah. demanding. So anyway, I just am enjoying having a having a blank slate and being in a new year.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It was nice to get it all put away. And the funny thing is every year this happens where uh-huh. everything gets put away uh-huh. and then there's the one random Christmas plate. I know. That like I, was think in
0: I think there's still like two random plates out actually. <sighs> yeah. I know. And it is gotta, so frustrating.
1: you gotta pull out the box and open up the Tupperware and find that. Yeah, But
0: really it takes all of honestly, less than 10 minutes, but now, it does, does It feels so ugh, because you just mentally put it like you didn't just physically put it away. You mentally put it away. Mm-hmm. And it's almost harder mentally to unpack Christmas yeah. <laughs> when you're not ready when it's like not Christmas season. It's just like if it's not Christmas, like it like doesn't exist. Like I don't yeah. want to see it. it just feels wrong.
1: Yeah, it's like the debilitating awfulness of untidying up.
0: Yes, exactly. <laughs> All right. Let's move on to home economics. So in December, kind of late December, but while the boys were still in school, but we were off work, we Mm -hmm. had our second annual financial summit (laughs) Yep, and I was so excited about it. I think I am just going to be looking forward to that day so much every year. It is a fun day. It's
1: so fun. And we now have a a traditional spot we go.
0: Yeah. Now we have like a, a restaurant that we go to and sit down and bring our computers. But anyway, um, So since we've done this twice, and we have found it to be such a valuable kind of activity, way to spend your time, we wanted to run down... We came up with five different kind of tips about having a financial summit. So we just wanted to run through those and talk about how we have a financial summit.
1: Yeah. Well, and so actually what I was just saying, so like setting the stage is the first most important thing and uh, going somewhere. So actually... First of all, actually the mindset is really yeah. the first part of setting the stage where you should be thinking about it as a fun and enjoyable and interesting event because it is really, I find it really interesting. Like you're mm-hmm. going through data, you mm-hmm. know, the data of your life yeah. about how you spend money. So it's kind of fun to do that and then see trends and some of those things probably will not be things you're happy about, but mm-hmm. don't let that dissuade you. Like have a mindset of doing it together with your partner and and um, and kind of exploring how you Mm -hmm. actually lived your life via your finances. So that's kind of cool.
0: I think even just calling it a financial summit and setting aside specific time, I think that's part of setting the stage, planning ahead, you know, having it be a time where you don't have to run off to something. You should have probably honestly three hours Mm -hmm. just so that you're not feeling rushed at all. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that, Gives it kind of a grab, like a gravity, not in a bad way, but just an importance.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and make it a real date. Mm-hmm. So we go to our favorite vegan restaurant, vegetarian restaurant, mm-hmm. and um, and get some really good food. Yeah, and hang out and, and talk to the owners of that restaurant, and you know, feel all fun and friendly. And then we get to work. Mm-hmm. Um, you might want to sit down with a, a glass of wine, you know, at night and like chill yeah. over your computer. Yeah, I think just
0: whatever <laughs> whatever helps it feel relaxing mm-hmm. and fun. Yeah. Um, and then, so kind of the, the, we find that all the tools that we need are all on our computers. We don't, we both bring our computers so we can kind of be looking at different things at different times. We could certainly do it on just one computer. So, and then we'll pull up, you know, tabs for our bank accounts. Um, usually, and we have Mint. We're doing a lot of stuff in Mint. And then we also have our budget, which we maintain in an excel spreadsheet mm-hmm. so those are the two things we're working back and forth but those are that's kind of you know all of the information or tools you might want to have a piece of paper to just be jotting some stuff down or we had um, a google doc we actually had a little agenda that basically we're will go through kind of our our tips here on mm-hmm. the process that we work through and then we were kind of making notes on that as we went to
1: yeah so we talk about mental a lot and you probably want to I mean, if if this is something you want to try to do at the end of the year, a good idea would be to, if you're not tracking your expenses, it would be, I think, actually really frustrating and a hell of a lot harder to do anything meaningful if you hadn't tracked your expenses for the whole year. Right. Because basically what we do is look at our trends. Obviously, you know, we'll do some categorization and figure out what some things were that we didn't understand in terms of what we bought or spent or whatever. But for the most part, everything is already... Categorized, ready to go, so we can just see. Oh, compared to last year, this year we spent this, and this is why. Right,
0: right. So that is really, really powerful. If if you're not tracking already, then you can do a financial summit and and get that going, Mm -hmm. or talk about how you're going to track or what you're going to track, how you're going to, you know, keep tabs on your expenses. And it was actually our financial summit last year that kicked off our year of really diligently tracking in mint. And I think Mm -hmm. that it was because just really going through everything with a fine tooth comb and getting on the same page about how we were going to structure all of those different budgets. And I think we hadn't for a while really looked at them and, and made sure that, that our Excel budget was tracking along with our mint budget. Um, So Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that can be just really helpful. So the second step after setting the stage is asking where did we spend, where did we save? And this is where we're just going through, for us it's Mint, and just kind of looking at how we did on those budgets throughout the year. We're seeing, okay, here's our clothing budget. It looks like we were over. And then we're going into that and looking at the transactions. And then we're seeing... Okay, you needed to buy some new work clothes. The boys needed clothes, and just kind of looking. I mean, it's not judgment or anything, but we're mm-hmm. just looking at the information.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's that's important. There's there's no judgment in yes. here, and they're really
0: leave your judgment at home.
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's a combined and that could thing, be hard. and it definitely so part of the mindset. I think that is useful for us. Yeah, and different people will approach it different ways, but for us, is it's a pot of money. And Mm -hmm. we tried to divvy it up in certain ways and we went over or under and it might have been more on you or more on me for whatever, but Mm -hmm. it doesn't matter. It's just a pot of money. It's the family money. Mm -hmm. And it was spent on family things. And so from that perspective, there's no, you didn't do very well or you Mm -hmm. you blew it on this purchase or there's nothing like that. It's Mm -hmm. just like this is the reality, yeah, and how do we very, adjust to it?
0: It feels very business, kind yeah, of, where yeah. it's like if you're having a business financial meeting, you're not feeling emotional about it. We're just looking at numbers, and it is, okay, it looks like we were over. It looks like I spent too much in this category. And then that can kind of come in then for next year. And I think almost just seeing it really objective, objectively like that, and I know that we'll talk about... You, coming to agreement on what our what our goals are what our budgets are we're agreeing on that and then it just feels like there's a collective interest i want to stick to that budget because Mm -hmm. we agreed on it and we agreed that this is reasonable so anyway i just think all of that really feeds into
1: that well that's the externalized like not third party but sort of outside of one's individual opinion that the, Mm. the external thing is the goal like Mm -hmm. what are the the goals and that's part of a financial summit is you know are you adhering to the goals that you wanted for you and your family and if you are then either how you're spending is either conforming to that goal or not conforming to it and so it's just a readjustment to get back to conforming or or you know you're doing a good job you know right going towards it whatever so keep it up that's that's a good way to keep it from getting Mm -hmm. personal i guess
0: Um, So, yeah, just kind of in the step of where did we spend, where did we save, just like we said, kind of looking at those different transactions, um, especially we found, especially in these kind of catch-all categories, like we have a category for home supplies, Mm -hmm. and that could be anything from a Walgreens run when someone was sick for, you know, some Dayquil and cough drops, etc., to light bulbs, to you know, whatever it is. So mm-hmm. that ends up being a very catch-all. And so it can kind of be like, whoa, what do we spend all this money on? Um, this year, diligently tracking in Mint, I tried to be really good about going in in any transaction that's basically from Target, Home Depot, and Amazon. Mm-hmm. Those are just <laughs> very miscellane- miscellaneous, you know, um, purchases, making notes about what we bought. Mm-hmm. So that when we look at it, what did we spend all this home supply money on? It could be, okay, well, it was this, 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 yeah, yeah, you know? And I feel like that just helped.
1: Yeah. And more broadly speaking, I think when it comes to this, where you spent and saved, it's really, there's like, there are two benchmarks in my mind when we go through this. <clears throat> like when you and I sit down, we're looking at our actual budgets and then how what we spent and saved conform to the budgets that we set at the beginning of the year. And then secondly, how it looks compared to last year. Because mm. we could be, blowing a budget, but to be doing much, much better than we did last year. So you can see progress right. or not in two different ways. And I think mm-hmm. that's useful so that you can trend over time and right. also how you perform within the year.
0: Right. Yeah. I like that. So then the third step using all of this information is to develop budgets for the next year, like yeah. budgets for all of your different categories and overall budget. Um, and so we're so that so then we're looking at our budgets and our categories from the previous year and looking at okay do we just need to if we were overspent in a category like our groceries I feel like towards the end of the year we're starting to creep up more and more so mm-hmm. then we we're talking about okay is this something that we really do need to spend more money because we're eating more we're you know feeding these two growing boys or did we get a little bit lax with our being efficient with our grocery shopping mm-hmm. and we need to try to rein it in? And maybe it's, you know, it could be a little bit of a combination of both, but yeah, we kind of yeah. go through that on each of the categories, use that information from the previous year and then set the budgets for going forward.
1: Mm-hmm. So step number four is then setting financial goals for the next year. And this is where, you know, understanding, developing your budget will feed into this. So you'll have bigger, broader goals um, and you might be, either tightening up certain line items in your budget, or you might be adding whole new budgets, you know, because there's an expense you were tracking um, or failing to track that you need to now add to the whole thing. Um, But it should all feed into the broader, some kind of, you know, exciting thing that you're doing with Mm -hmm. your finances. So you want to get by, you want to make sure that you're meeting your particular budgets, but then what is the purpose of those things? And so you can have these goals that may be, paying off debt that mm-hmm. may be achieving a particular level of savings um and that i think fuels the whole process of sticking to a budget throughout the year mm-hmm. because you're trying to do these things mm-hmm.
0: you know? yeah it could be a vacation that you want to be able to take mm-hmm. it could be a home improvement project mm-hmm. you want to be able to do anything anything can be a goal just whatever it is for whatever it is for you and your family mm-hmm. okay and our fifth step is listing action items to take. We found that as we were going through a financial summit this year, we just kept a little list in a Google Doc. We were just coming across things. Oh man, we really need to cancel that gym membership mm-hmm. that we had this cheap gym membership just for for Chris and we've been needing to cancel it. So you just mm-hmm. kind of come across those little things. I can't remember some of our others, but I feel like we walked away with like three to five just little action, little action steps.
1: Yeah, it was. I think it was really uh, altering some of our budgets oh right, so that they really reflected reality. And yeah. there, again, if you can check your any judgments and everything at the door, then it's just like, all right, look, we have to spend more here because mm-hmm. if we want to be realistic, that's what right. we're doing, right? Or, you know, it did get away from us. We can certainly hone it in. Mm-hmm. So, for example, we tightened up our entertainment budget, yeah. dropped that by 20 bucks a month for each of us. Mm-hmm. We increased our gifts budget, yeah. right? Um, so these little things like that, right. I think, were mainly yeah. our, our changes.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So anyway, I I know that we have heard from a couple of listeners on Instagram or through email that you have had your own financial summits, and that is awesome. Yeah, to it's hear. so cool. Yeah. So we love to see that and hear about that. And good luck. All right. So let's recap, run down our twenty seventeen finances. So as we mentioned, we will share our looking forward twenty eighteen financial goals and plans um, in the next episode. Um, so this will be all about last year. The cool, the really cool thing about our 2017 finances is that was the first year that we had an entire year of diligently tracking. I mean, every expense Mm -hmm. in mint, Mm -hmm. everything was tracked. Mm -hmm. I found it so satisfying. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was the first year that I really got on board with Mint and really stuck to it. And I really think that it, it was that financial summit that we had and just we got everything so organized. Mm-hmm. I think before we, we hadn't put in the time to set up Mint so that it really reflected the categories, the budgets that we needed. And once it was all aligned, it was just like, oh, this totally makes sense. And I love keeping track of stuff like that. So then it was just easy and really fun for me. Okay, so... Let's run through some of these numbers. Are you ready?
1: Yes, I am. So um, we're going to hit highlights. I think not everything, but That's we'll hit right. some some big things here. Yeah. And one thing that was really interesting that that stuck out to us almost immediately was that our entertainment dropped dramatically. Mm-hmm. Uh, overall, decreased by about twenty seven hundred dollars, which was a twenty eight percent decrease from the year before, from mm. twenty sixteen. And I think it was because first we were tra- tracking better in Mint. Right. And we were kind of checking each other mm-hmm. as we went, primarily you checking me, <laughs> um, <laughs> which was helpful. I think we also, we might have, we tightened up our our. Yeah, we started
0: monthly... at $150 a month.
1: Oh, okay. And then
0: dropped down to $100 a month. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that's pretty cool. And now yeah. looking forward, we're going to do $80 a month. So that's almost a 50% decrease. I I do think that some of our some of our numbers in comparing them to 2016 mm-hmm. the the caveat that I'll say is that 2017 was when we were really tracking diligently so I think in 2016 some of the numbers might be a little bit funny because things were getting grouped together or weren't always getting categorized appropriately so I'll be really interested to see how our 20 18 numbers compare to 2017 because mm-hmm. those will be just like real true comparisons real in, yeah. but i do think that this is still still very helpful yeah yeah okay so our clothing budget we spent about 1400 dollars last year on clothes mm-hmm. um so family of four i don't know kind of a lot not a lot
1: yeah um I it's probably maybe it's slightly high, but actually I don't think that's far off from the American average. Okay. Now that I think about it, so for a family of four, and I mean our kids tear through clothes; it's just ridiculous. It's I mean, true. We try to you know recycle Dash's clothes for Cedric, but right. not many of them make it because I mean holes are worn through; they're just they're stained. I mean, yeah. And it. we
0: and we have talked a little bit about buying used. I know we touched mm-hmm. on that a little bit before, and we had some listener comments with some suggestions for buying used, and that is something that I want to do more of in Mm -hmm. the in the coming year because Mm -hmm. I do really believe in that not just for the saving money but the just the reusing less materials more environmentally friendly
1: yeah for sure so we um we spent that much and and so we decided to create specific budgets of clothing purchases for you and for me and also for the kids and so now we built those into mint Mm -hmm. so that we can track this um through the next year too right Health and fitness is another area where we saw a huge decrease. Uh, so $1,500 decrease or 29% from 2016.
0: Do we know why that is?
1: I was just wondering that actually.
0: See, I feel, I'm I like, I'm wondering if that's just like a weird category that things were getting, that Mint was sweeping weird things into that category that shouldn't have been because we were both still going to Orange Theory mm-hmm. the same
1: amount. Well, I was definitely, I had had through much of twenty sixteen the unlimited package. So Oh I, really? Yeah. So oh, so our overall cost for Orange Theory, which is a not an expensive gym right. membership We've basically. Talked about that a bit, it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: Um
1: so that dropped. And that was that's probably a big chunk of oh, it. Oh I
0: see. So you went down you went down a membership level. So mm-hmm. then we we're saving money.
1: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, and also I think another big part of it, and I don't know if this is TMI, but, uh, I, I, deal with alopecia areata and so, and I go to the dermatologist for that.
0: Can you tell people what that is in case yeah. they don't know?
1: <laughs> yeah. So it is, um, it was parodied in, uh, oh,
0: arrested shoot. development Arrested
1: development. Yeah. But basically it's when you get these weird, like you get this weird patchy hair loss. And so, mm-hmm. um, like I have it on my scalp and so uh, it used to be, I'd get like quarter size, just Bald spots mm-hmm. um, but you can get steroid injections in the skin and your hair can for some that's that works and your hair grows back so I go to the dermatologist to deal with this right um, once a month yeah and yeah. amazingly it's just sort of gone into this remission I've had it for like God, Twenty years, mm-hmm. um, for the first time ever, it's just not not affecting my scalp mm. anymore. So I stopped going to the dermatologist, yeah. uh, and Saves so that's money. actually saving yeah quite a bit. Great throughout the year. So I think those two combined, it's
0: a win-win. Yeah,
1: I have <laughs> hair, and we save money. <laughs> <laughs> so good things. So if you've listened to this podcast for a while, you know that one of the ongoing discussions that Kelsey and I have is about gifts and, and donations. I guess is we that's kind of a combined category for us, but we've talked again and again about how we want to manage gifts, mm-hmm. how much we spend and what's mm-hmm. appropriate and all these things. Um, so last year we spent $3,700 on gifts and donations, which represents uh, over 3% of our total spending, mm-hmm. which I don't know if that's good or bad, um, but it's, it's a not insignificant amount. Yeah. And so... It definitely increased significantly from the year before. So the year before, I'm looking at Mint right now, Mm -hmm. and we spent $2,370. So well over, that's about a $1,500 increase.
0: Although I will say that I think that this year, because we had a specific budget for gifts, Mm -hmm. I do think that previously, since I'm sort of the gift rememberer and buyer, Mm -hmm. like not just... For my friends and family, but like our entire family and all that, that sometimes those gift purchases would get put on my like personal allowance or get categorized that way. So it'll just be interesting to compare, I think. 2017 to 2018 and I yeah. think that'll give us a, a more clear snapshot but then again it, it really could represent a significant increase maybe we spend a bit more on Christmas this year or something like that yeah yeah so
1: and and so we did though that we did address this so we did actually put together a so we did have a budget for gifts mm-hmm. this year and we Blew well past it. Yeah. Um, and so this year we have another budget, but it's increased. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to remember to what? I think nineteen hundred is what we're thinking.
0: Yeah, we'll have to get into that so the next episode.
1: Yeah. So this is one of those where we're hoping to rain dial it. In, in. Rain in a
0: little bit, but have also a more realistic budget. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Our next category in travel. We spent fifty two hundred dollars this past year on travel.
1: Which is interesting to me because I was thinking We had a super tight travel year and we, we did, we didn't fly many places at all. In fact, I took one, I flew one place, Austin and back. Uh Um, but we did have these other trips to Tucson and to, or not Flagstaff, but Prescott. Right. Our little side trips. And
0: we had our, we took our whole family to Austin. Mm -hmm. So.
1: Yeah. So, and when you have a family of four flying anywhere, Mm -hmm. it's, you know, it's, you're not getting away with right (laughs) with small right it adds up so but it was still a 26 percent decrease from the year before oh
0: that's we had a crazy travel year the year before yeah with going to the pacific northwest oh yeah we went to austin Mm -hmm. you had guys trip or something probably Mm -hmm. i don't know it was just it was it was a crazy crazy travel year
1: yeah so this this year will be interesting i think we this is another area that we addressed yeah uh, to make sure we have a tight
0: okay Auto and transport. So
1: getting oh, around. This is a bummer. <laughs> you know, it's it's not that big of a deal, really, because, you know, we, as you may know, if you've listened to our previous podcast, we really keep it tight on auto and transport because we have the one car. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is really, we are very lucky in that it's been a pretty reliable car. We haven't yeah. had many large expenses. Mm-hmm. But this year, the year before, we had like hardly anything going mm-hmm. wrong. I think we spent $3,000 total. Okay, Maybe the previous two years, actually, oh, now that wow. I think about it. This year, we had some big repairs, and so we spent twice as much money. So I guess, yes, $6,000 versus $3,000, which was mainly driven by repairs on the Prius. So, I mean, it's a a nearly 10-year-old car. It's Mm -hmm. got 180,000 miles on it. It's going to happen.
0: Right, right. And, you know, if we can get two really cheap years you know i guess that's i'm kind of thinking we should just kind of mentally prepare for that if yeah. we've had a year that we didn't have a lot of expenses it's just like you know what there's probably going to be something kind of big coming this next year but overall just when we think about it owning one car one paid off car we need to put it into perspective on how much we're really saving or not spending every year because we're in that situation yeah, so yeah
1: the average car Owning and operating a new sedan in the U.S. has cost like eight to ten thousand mm. uh, dollars at minimum. More if you're right. driving an SUV. So a yeah. used Prius costing us six thousand in one year. Pff,
0: that for fine. for ninety nine percent of the time gets us around so efficiently yeah. and so well. Yeah. So yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. On groceries in 2017, we spent nine thousand nine hundred and seventy seven dollars. Mm -hmm. which is weird because 9977 is Chris's birthday.
1: It's auspicious. (laughs) Um,
0: (laughs) That is a decrease of $1,700 from the year before. Mm -hmm. So that feels good. Yeah.
1: And we had started the year, I think with a higher budget, maybe around 800. um, And I think we tried to decrease. Yeah. So I'm just averaging it out now. Okay. And so that ends up being an average of uh, $831 a month. Okay. So we'll see what happens. We, we yeah. did increase our grocery budget for this year mm-hmm. and we're putting it at 750 So it'll mean trying to tighten it up. Okay. And so we'll see what happens. But, right. um,
0: and we've definitely done that before. Yeah. Like stuck to a budget like that. I think it just kind of depends on, I think like we've talked about the busyness of life mm-hmm. and the, like the monetary cost of that. Yeah. And so it might've kind of been in there. So anyway, but yeah. that is a fun challenge to try to kind of.
1: so that's one of those where over the course of years we're seeing progress right within the year we failed our budget so you know yeah so right good and bad. wins and loses
0: (laughs) okay um let's talk about how we did on savings now now that we've talked about all this spending that we did
1: so savings was good i mean we we did definitely have increases in in significant places and decreases elsewhere but we um we saved fifteen thousand mm-hmm. dollars in two thousand seventeen compared to about fifteen seven the year before, okay, so we stuck to pretty closely you know mm-hmm. uh, where we've hit in, in years prior, and we're always every year trying to save twenty thousand dollars that's right. like, that's basically our goal
0: yeah were you did you know that it was going to be that much because I think i didn't know kind of what the total was, and I was a little bit surprised that we were that short of twenty thousand, and mm-hmm. I did feel a little bummed especially just because i felt like we'd been doing so well and i think maybe it was because just the second part of the year when your salary had increased and we were saving it felt like we were saving so much more so i felt like man we are like on track Mm -hmm. we're gonna hit that goal and so then it felt like oh kind of an unexpected falling short
1: well so okay yeah I don't know if you recall, but in the beginning of the year, we had a number of things happen. Mm. Um, there were repairs up through like summer. Actually, we had a big tax oh bill. Gosh. We had all these things that kind of decimated right. our savings. And so the, the car. So the first half of the year sucked for savings. <laughs> and then the second half of the year was awesome because my, my new job raised right. all that. So I kind of averaged out. Gotcha. I didn't actually care very much. Um, and the reason is because the market was insane That's last true. year. And so we actually, even though we put away 15K, our investment returns uh, were like double that. I mean, it was mm. it was it was a twenty one percent return on the market last year. Wow, basically, so not double, but it was huge. Um, and, and so we actually got to our goal and exceeded it. Mm-hmm. If you include the the returns, um, and so that that kind of blunted the.
0: Hmm. Okay, I mean, I still I still feel really proud of us. Oh yeah, it's really awesome.
1: Yeah. So we're we're at sixty three thousand dollars in our savings. So that's the update there, which is so cool. Um, We that essentially puts us on track because again, we've been trying to save twenty k. We're now past three years, and so that would be sixty k. Right. So we've missed the investment returns because that's made up for our shortfalls, Mm -hmm. but still, we're roughly on target. Yeah. All right.
0: Okay. So I have a couple of discussion questions for us about twenty seventeen finances. Let's hear them. All right. What are you most proud of across our finances last year?
1: Most proud of? I think the thing that I'm most proud of is that we now have the ability technically to save your entire salary.
0: Oh, wow. And and
1: that we set things up so that we can do that in any given month. Often we don't because a car breaks or you know whatever <laughs> happens, right? But, but we Yeah, but we actually have that capacity now, mm-hmm. and we've managed our budgets in such a way to be able to do that. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's kind of a cool thing to have achieved.
0: That's very cool. I think I am most proud of how we and, and I diligently tracked all expenses yeah, from last yeah. year. And I say me just because you were using Mint previously, and I really wasn't. And so this was really my first year to use it, and I just fully embraced mm-hmm, it mm-hmm. and now just having all of that data and i i love having those notes in the transactions mm-hmm. like those target amazon home depot purchases because i do feel like that would be a source of frustration where it would be at the end of the year what did we spend all this money on mm-hmm. you know and yeah. now i just found it so helpful and insightful just to be able to see those
1: actually that's a great point like one of the things i really love is that uh i was sort of the insane myopically focused mm-hmm. one on our finances for so long and you were into it too, but you know, I was doing managing. And so it wasn't, right. it didn't, we didn't necessarily, you both were really to. in the weeds. Yeah. Um, and then I got pretty busy this year and you had taken over and it was, it was like, we didn't even have to talk about it. It was just like, it's still getting managed totally well. And mm-hmm. we t- are on top of it all. It's because you kind of took over the responsibility of it more so than me. So it's just, I just felt like that's like good teamwork. It yeah. was awesome. Yeah. yeah. Awesome.
0: Okay, so where are you most eager to see improvement going forward?
1: Ooh, that is a good question. Uh, I maybe. How do I put this? I, I I want to see improvement, if only because if I don't see improvement, I'll be busting our budget every month, and that's probably <laughs> in entertainment because we've actually decreased our entertainment right. further. Right. And so we're down to eighty dollars a month each of us, so one sixty total. Um, and we haven't ha- ever had it that low, yeah, so we're really trying to really keep really that tight. push ourselves, yeah, okay, yeah. what about you?
0: um I think it is budgets for the kind of trickier categories like expenses that have been kind of falling through the cracks like home decor clothes Mm -hmm. expenses that were more on an annual basis and not monthly kind of like the gifts I feel like we've made a ton of progress in the gifts category by having a separate account by front loading the account kind Mm -hmm. of sweeping money into there more proactively so it feels like we've made a lot of progress but it just sometimes still feels like oh, where does this expense go? Or kind of, for example, the home decor stuff, that's something we've talked about before too, where it's something that I'm kind of interested to spend money on it. You're not as interested, yet it is something that's for kind of the whole family. And so Mm -hmm. it's like, what do we do with that? So I think we've kind of come up with a couple of things for the year going forward. But yeah, just maybe kind of further refining those and Mm -hmm. getting them kind of tidied away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Okay, what specific things do you, Chris, need to do to help our finances in 2018? Is this question just for me? <laughs>
1: <laughs> and is it really about coffee?
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, I don't know.
1: I, probably that is, you know, like going out for little snacks and coffees and things. I I feel pretty good in uh-huh. starting off the year, and, yep. I, and I actually hadn't spent an entertainment dime Mm -hmm. uh it's only like seven days into (laughs) january so So i'm doing great (laughs) (laughs) but hey i'm 152nd of the way there oh my gosh uh so that's probably one thing i need to because when i think when i get busy no definitely when i get busy that's when i falter and i falter in part because it's it's like nice to pick up a coffee when you're running you know between things and also like i just mismanage my schedule and i'm away from my food and my only chance to eat Uh, is if i have to go buy something and it's stupid right so being smarter about that.
0: Yeah. You know, I think that we had a good, we've had some good conversations about w- kind of what almost your triggers are for going and stopping at a coffee <laughs> shop, just because for for you, it's it's almost like if you do it once, you're gonna, it almost like opens the floodgates mm-hmm. and then you do it several more times. Mm-hmm. Like it wouldn't be an issue at all if you did it four times a month but it kind of ends up being suddenly the pushing 10 times a month and it's just like the little expenses that add up so we just kind of talked about like the busyness the the particular kinds of snacks Mm -hmm. that you need to be able to pack or have around that help
1: specific ones that do help do you know what the real trigger is though what it's working out whoa or failing to when i'm not working out, uh-huh. I'm less excited to track my diet because uh-huh. I feel like I'm not actually making progress towards right. anything. So why try? Right. And then when that's happening, then like, I well, care less really... about any extra calories, right. you know. And so it the, it just sets the stage for like an easy purchase, right? Whereas when I am working out mm-hmm. and I do care about managing my everything, right then uh, I'm much more restrictive yeah, and right. like, am motivated to be.
0: It's just like very much either like a positive or negative feedback cycle. Mm-hmm. Well, I think you are learning s- that about yourself. So then kind of knowing what that landscape is, then further empowers you, you know, even if it's happening, you kind of can recognize it and, and kind of know, okay, these mm-hmm. are the things I know to like kind of get back on track. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> now let's turn the spotlight on you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Okay, what I thought about was, I think where I want to spend money is on home improvement, home decor. Mm-hmm. And so... It's,
1: it's funny you say that, because I just looked up and I just... Uh, there's a new bird there that I hadn't seen before. <laughs> like okay. A bird statue.
0: That's not a, lo- not a real bird. A bird, like little <laughs> yeah. decor piece. That actually has been up there, but I moved it to the other side of the photograph. Oh, really? Okay. So <laughs> it's just that I moved it. You noticed it. Um, but anyway, so... I think, first of all, recognizing all that we're already doing with the house, we do have a big home improvement update planned for this year, our yard, which mm-hmm. we'll talk about more in the next episode. So, I think recognizing that we are doing a big project um, and just kind of, you know, remembering we're not going to do everything in a year, everything all at once. We're here for the long term and just kind of seeing how much progress we've already made. Um, it is just such a fun, kind of pastime for Mm -hmm. me Mm -hmm. i really really enjoy it and i love creating a cozy functional warm inviting environment Mm -hmm. for my family that's Mm -hmm. like kind of for me i think an expression of love Mm -hmm. almost like an expression of personality creativity and love kind Mm -hmm. of all of those things Um, but another thing that i thought of is really trying to shop used first if we're doing something, home improvement, mm-hmm. um, furniture, but also the clothes, like I mentioned, I want to, for myself, try to look for something used first. I really love using ThredUp. Well, mm-hmm. um, Listeners probably have heard of it, but we'll include a link. Actually, I just got a cardigan from ThreadUp. You can send them in your good condition used clothes. And then if your items sell, you can get credit for them mm-hmm. and so because i had a little bit of credit plus then their items are cheaper because they're used i just bought a cardigan a like great condition from ann taylor loft cardigan it was a dollar 50. awesome i mean that feels so good yeah it feels so <laughs> good so anyway just trying to shop used first yep. in those different places fantastic okay let's move on to love notes I'll go first. Good. (laughs) My love note is that we had our first Thursday night at home date night this past Thursday. And it was so great. And Mm -hmm. I'm just so excited about a year ahead of Thursday night at home dates. I think we kind of alluded to this in our last episode um, that I found this great blog post about this couple in their sixties or something. And they'd been having this kind of like just very casual weeknight date night. And just the importance of having those rituals, things to look forward to Mm -hmm. even amidst Mm -hmm. amidst kind of a busy life. So, and when I read that, I just thought, Oh, like I want that so much in our lives because when our weeks get so busy, I do just want to be able to carve out time for just us, but we are so exhausted. Mm -hmm. I almost like don't have the energy to think of how can we like meaningfully connect? Like I want to have a conversation with you, but I really don't have the energy. So anyway, we came up with these Thursday night date nights of, making a big batch of cookie dough that we would freeze Mm -hmm. and then on thursday nights just making a few freshly baked cookies sitting on the couch and talking Mm -hmm. and if we want to play a game or do something else we can but it's just very low expectations but then i like it because it's on the calendar um so we like know it's coming and i don't know i just feel like that helps
1: yeah it's nice to have it regular and, yeah. and and how did you enjoy our first snack for our first <laughs> okay, day?
0: yeah, this was interesting, yeah, we started off in an interesting way. uh we had chocolate chip cookies made with cricket flour, <laughs> so from insects
1: in part it was yeah it's a it's a gift you gave me for christmas because yep. i 'm really intrigued by um,
0: alternative proteins, yeah
1: bug protein and, and tomophagy in particular uh-huh. <laughs> and so yeah, so it was like a just a, like an all-in-one um, mix for chocolate Cookie and cookies. Mix. And yep. it includes cricket flour, but there's also oat flour and wheat okay. flour, I think, also in there. Um, but yeah, it was actually tasty. Yep. It was good.
0: It was very interesting.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, so my love note is uh, our youngest son is going through something developmentally. <laughs>
0: yes, he's three now. Yeah. I feel like we're getting kind of like all the terrible twos and the 3 major in just one awesome storm.
1: It seems, yeah, because at... Through two, I don't really, I don't look he was back and so, think like he, he was, was so yeah, easygoing, super chill. Um, now he, at least for this short period of time, I'm sure things will change soon. But he can lose it at the drop yeah. of a, a hat. Yeah. And, and so morning and night, for many mornings and nights, we've been dealing with him. Really, it's crazy. probably
0: just a few, but it feels like a long time.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, so anyway, we have both. Ben, I think we've been very good about drafting off each other and like tapping in and out. Uh-huh. Um, we both lost our patience, probably mm-hmm. me more than you, but like, we've also just given each other the, the grace to have lost patience and then come back into the fold. Mm-hmm. But mo- for the most part, we both been just been doing a good job of being patient and working through it. Because mm-hmm. of course, when Cedric goes down, the whole system breaks down, right. dash goes down, everybody like yeah. all hell breaks loose. Right. So, um, it's just been very nice to, uh, be able to like navigate what could otherwise be a stressful time as Mm -hmm. we're busy and trying to get into work and all that. Mm -hmm. Um, And having you as an awesome partner as we do it.
0: Oh yeah. I feel like we've been doing a great job. Mm -hmm. All right. I think that's a wrap. All right. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. You can find the show notes for this episode at loveandmatrimony.com. You can send us an email at heymatrimony at gmail.com. If you have any particular episode topic ideas that you would like for us to talk about in 2018, let us know. We're planning those out now. And connect with us on Instagram. In between shows, I am Kels Wharton, and Chris is Practically Awesome Chris.
1: So enjoy your crypto and crickets, everybody. And remember to love your honey, not your money. (laughs) true I'm sorry okay I'm ready
0: (laughs) all right I'm excited to record this
1: me too I'm super tired though so be entertaining
0: I'll carry the show
1: and I'm Chris this show is about managing your money is that about our managing your Gosh, money.
0: Gosh, why can't we change that?
1: What is it? About managing our money? <laughs> <It's laughs> Whose money about are we managing? Our
0: managing your money. I gotta change. I we just
1: say this show is about managing the money.
0: No, <laughs> I gotta change this on the
1: template. <laughs> managing our money? No, managing your money. No, our money. No, your money. No,
0: our money. It's about our money.
1: Yeah, but it's about everybody managing. It's like the collective your.